With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga real quick that cowboy got All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jack Mars, as always. Um, so, hey, um, everybody keeping uh, everything nice and respectful in the uh, wrestling business over there? Everybody <laughs> keeping a nice, safe environment, you know? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, lots to talk about. I don't even know where to start. I mean, the whole th- this whole fucking show is uh, brutal. Um... 
Ian Rotten's uh, uh, wrapping up IWA Mid-South again, apparently. Um, well, that's that's his sales pitch. That's his favorite sales pitch in the world. Um, I had heard that he was wrapping it up, and then I heard that he's bringing it back. Uh, he, he's He's all done. Guys, he's dealing with a lot of things, and um, financially, he can't really come to terms with continuing to do it for the well-being of himself and his family and all things. Uh, he must bring uh, IWA to an end. Also, folks, he will be pushing forward to lock a new arena out, down and bring back King of the Death Match in 2020. So, I mean, whatever direction you'd like to go, if you would like to see Ian Rotten fail, there's the first message for you. If you'd like to see uh, King of the Death match come back, there's the second message for you. So, he, he really allows both his supporters and haters to really have something for themselves. You know, that's that's one thing you can rely on. You can go, you know what, like... I'll just pick which which one that I want to pay attention to and celebrate that one way or another. Um, look, I mean, Ian, Ian is a guy who... He's obviously had, you know, a tremendous amount of controversy and, and um, shady dealings and this and this. But you put all that aside and just say, all right, as far as a promoter, he's been legendary. He's gone into, um, you know, such pools of talent. He's brought in so many different people that became known worldwide and became enormous stars. And he has a real eye for talent to, to get these guys you know, and build them up. And next thing you know, they take off as soon as, you know, I, I wouldn't say that IWA is really the launching ground for exposure based on their amount of uh, sales overall. But I'd say that a lot of people really break ground there. And then as soon as they hit somewhere else, that's where they really take off. Even if those other promotions saw them in IWA, you know, they're, they're not really being noticed by the TV products at IWA, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's not to take anything away from what Ian's done, because, again, that talent all came through there, you know, first. Um, but the problem is, is Ian does not know how to draw a fucking house. He just doesn't. He just doesn't know how to draw a house. He's gotten, you know, uptight with me. Because I criticize this fucking product. But guess what? Criticize, uh, criticism can fucking help you build. Can help you grow. Can help you maybe see where you're going wrong. And maybe fix some of those things. So when he had the opinion and the stance. So I've been doing this for 25, 30 years. Or however many years he's been doing it. I know there was an exact number either of me. And then he, you know, he, he deleted me from Facebook and this and that. And, uh, you know, after that, his, his son was taking shots at me and all that. And, you know, and then he ran that little bullshit company. But the thing is, is like, first off, his son's retarded. So I don't, I don't really, you know, fucking JC Rotten. Like, he, he can go fuck himself. I've, I've said that a million times. The the kid's retarded. He, he can't fucking wrestle. He had um, something to build off of with the Ian Rotten name, take that for what it's worth, but it's got recognition enough to start up feuds with like, you know, you had, you know, a problem with my dad and this and that. And I mean, he, he had a launching pad through that. 
And he had some of the greatest talents, again, as I said, passed through there with your Chris Heroes and CM Punks and your this and your that. Like, all of these guys could have helped him be really fucking good. But as a lot of fucking indie guys, they put in no effort. They walk around looking like shit, eating fucking, uh, you know, Shake Shack all the fucking day. And, and, and then just fucking telling people they know what they're doing. And, you know, just real cocky jerk-off attitudes. But back to Ian. Um, Ian, you know, he's loyal to a fault to his area. Um, the area is not able to draw. It's just not, um, I guess in some avenues it's oversaturated. Uh, there's a lot of different products are running, but they're fighting over the same hundred people, 120 people. They're not putting fucking 800 people in a building or 600 people in a building. Maybe once upon a time on a handful of shows, but historically IWA Mid-South has run for so many years and it takes them running King of the Deathmatch or Ted Petty back in the day and fucking East Coast fans driving there and making up a, a third or a quarter or a half of their crowd. Because when we went down 2015 King of the Deathmatch, half of the crowd was fucking East Coast. And you looked around and that place was pretty packed. But I mean packed at like 250 people or something, if that. And you looked around and you went, Wow, like, yeah, there's no space for you to even fit a packed house, such as like a, you know, a, a thousand seats or a, a 800 seats or anything like that. So the expectation is already low and the buildings that they're booking is already maxing out at a couple hundred and he'd be lucky to get that. But, you know, the type of talent that he's brought in and the type of shows that he's booked just aren't they're not suited for that and you know so much of his aura and everything else revolves around negativity you know so him bringing his shows to the east coast on some levels it it has been a good idea in the past and if he did it right and he launched it off the right fucking uh off the right company or the you know double header off of the right thing you know, the, these type of things could work. When you're talking about partnering up with another guy who books shows who get 100 people in there, if he's lucky with Matt Tremont, that's not, it's a lateral move. You're, you're taking one guy who doesn't draw to another guy who doesn't draw. And yeah, Matt could pack his little building, but it's like a little shithole that fits 150 people in it. So this this isn't, this isn't the right stance for that, you know? I mean, when when they did the Necro Joe match years ago, that was, you know, CZW and IWA Mid-South coming together, CZW being very hot at the time, doing a lot of good things, and IWA Mid-South coming in. And, and their crossover thing was the best thing they could have ever done. But Ian just continues to book and fail, book and fail, book and fail. And then he'll plead um, poverty, and then he'll fucking you know again like the statements i've been doing this all these years i know what i'm doing like well but do you though because you're gonna be like almost suicidal off of your house the next show you run so it's just such a a back and forth seesaw game with him with the way he posts and books and and all of this stuff and you know on one hand it's a shame i mean i know no one's really you know rooting free and rotten at this point but it's just like you know it's 
at this point, it's just kind of the definition of insanity, you know, continuing to do the same things, expecting a different result. That's what it is. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, just kind of my, my quick thoughts on that because it's, it's that time of year, the Ian Rotten's closing shop time of year. I mean, just kidding. Not really. Um, yeah. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Well, I guess let's just go into all the bullshit. Um, Rick Cataldo. Um, for those who don't know this, this guy, uh, he's a guy who works on all the women's shows, uh, in drag and, um, you know, he's a gay dude. Um, you know, kind of just plays himself off as a female on these shows and, um, you know, does his fucking thing. And, uh, I guess has gotten pretty popular within the female wrestling realm. Some fucking guy, um, that I guess he worked with or was on shows, I, you know, look, I'm not a fact-checking type of guy, I'm not gonna do a bunch of research and stuff, I read the shit, it was probably close to a week ago that I read it now, people were sending me screenshots and this and that, but it was a guy posted on fucking Twitter that I guess he was working a show with him, he was backstage, and the, the Rick Cataldo dude, like, fucking put his hands up his shorts while he was sitting there and started grabbing his cock, and the dude is like, you know, fucking trying to out, out this shit on, on Twitter. Just like, yo, dude, yeah, like, he, he wouldn't leave me alone. He's fucking, like, harassing me all over the place, telling me he's going to fucking do shit to me and, you know, saying how he blows guys and this and that. You know, trying to you know, brag about his uh technique or whatever the fuck. And, um, you know, I mean, this, this is, like, there's so much dirty shit that's going on. And, and the thing is, you know... You could take a lot of different directions on this, but first off, if it was a female that was getting harassed, this shit would be on fire. Like, the the world would be on fire, you know? Um, They'd be talking about removing this motherfucker's name from everything that ever existed with his name on it. So that's number one. There wouldn't be any fucking questions asked. There wouldn't be any anything. You know, and then, you know, maybe some people will take the stance, oh, you know, he should have just fucking handled it, fucked this dude up or whatever. I I don't think you you can do that. I I don't think that this guy could beat a gay guy up and not be fucking jumped in the locker room or accused of gay bashing or, um, you know, whatever. And I don't know. I don't know if the other dude's gay and he just didn't want to, you know, fuck with this dude or, or, you know, if he wasn't gay or what the deal is. I I don't know these fucking guys like that. But I know, like, the shit got put out there like that, and, it's the, you know, again, people choose who, you know, they want to take sides with. Um, the Molina chick, I guess, was living with him or is living with him and is a, a good friend of uh, Rick Cataldo and, and came to his defense saying, oh, this is bullshit and don't fucking accuse people of this and this. But, like, she wasn't there, you know? Like, I don't know. It's it just... Wrestling has become such a fucking gathering of filth and just disgusting behavior. And I, I'm I'm getting to the point now where if you're like reaching 40 and you're not like striving to be on some fucking TV product or, or you're not close to being on something like dude, get the fuck out of there. What are you doing hanging around with these dirty motherfuckers, man? Because it's just so much of wrestling is just trash. The people who run the fucking companies, the people who work the fucking shows, and, like, 
I'm not even talking about like three or four people. Like 90% of the fucking people on every show, there's something up. There's something fucking going on. You know what I mean? Like they're just not, they're just not on the up and up. They're damaged fucking human beings. Um, so I, I don't know. It just, it just becomes more and more. And it's a, where, where is the fucking end game? Now, to, to me, the end game is I, I've fucking distanced myself from this shit overall. And I, I don't consider myself a fan. I follow this shit because it's just like any other fucking drama, you know, whatever you want to follow that pops up and, you know, you you could read a bunch of the shit that happened, occasionally watch a show. And when I say occasionally, I mean, it's, it's very, uh, it's very rare. Although, you know, I mean, I did watch the, um, ICW show, which I will be getting into. Uh, I'm tempted to watch the CZW show. Just to see what Maven CZW is all about, because, you know, he's claiming this is a whole new world without DJ. So, um, I'd like to see how, how little has fucking changed, or, you know, um, the night and day change from one month to the next. You know, like, uh, even if they book some super card show on this one, what happens the fucking following month? Do they then drop right off and you go, oh, back to the same? I see. You know, because we're around in the corner. CCW, um, you got fucking this anniversary show deal, and I think they got Masada versus uh, Casanova Valentine, which could actually be really good. And um, AR Fox versus uh, the Casey Navarro kid, which, you know, I think he's good. I think that whole entourage shit is corny as hell. But, um, you know, those two could work a really good match, I think. AR Fox, you know, being one of the best at doing that type of shit. With with this guy, um, but we'll we'll see. You got that, and then right around the corner is going to be best of the best and all of that other stuff. So we'll, we'll see. But um, but yeah, it's just just got to be real sickening. Um, let's let's just hit the other fucking big fucking news that has has just hit this week. Rory Gulak, uh, formerly Little Mondo. Now, yeah, I've known this fucking guy since he was a kid. Um, yeah, I started attending CCW in 2001. I don't know. Let me see. I don't know if I could find his fucking age. And then, like, do quick math. I'm not even going to bother with it. But anyway, I don't know what fucking age he was. I know he was a little-ass kid. And, and the age kid that I would never, ever bring my child to... Uh, CZW, you know what I mean? Like, eh, it just, it it just would not be what I wanted my kid to be seeing, let alone dressing up as one of the deathmatch wrestlers and idolizing that guy, you know, and, you know, flipping off adults and, you know what I mean? I, to me, it was always kind of strange, but it was like, not my fucking kid. Hey, whatever, fucking, you know, I, the crowd screaming, fuck that kid, fuck that kid. Yeah, I mean, like, it was always just a little fucking weird to me. But it was like, eh, yeah, I guess this is this is kind of what CCW is, you know. It's just kind of uh, lawless, kind of, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, lawless is probably a bad term uh, at this stage. But, um, so, you know, he was out there, and he, he would talk to us and stuff, and, you know, he's a nice enough kid. And then he, as he got older, it was like, yeah, I'm training to be a wrestler, too. And I'm like, oh, okay, there you go, kid. 
you know, and uh, before you know it, you know, here's fucking little Mondo. Now he's he's a wrestler. Now he's, you know, first he starts off doing the, uh, you know, regular wrestling, uh, the, you know, standard non-deathmatch type wrestling. Uh, His brother's, you know, has already been there. Um, Drew Gulak, obviously, of the WWE. And um, then he starts getting into the deathmatch stuff. Um, And, you know, does a bunch of crazy shit. And, you know, Mondo's not so pleased because he's hearing that, like, he influenced his kid to go, you know, beat the shit out of himself. So, you know, it took a lot of twists and turns and all this. But the reason I'm even bringing this up all together is because just this week, um, news dropped that um, there's allegations of him saying a lot of creepy shit to girls and uh, talking a lot about child pornography, uh, bestiality porn, all this type of shit. And it's like seemingly a regular trend with this dude. Like he's, he's got some, like, uh, there's a lot of screenshots with like, uh, only fans, which is like a, like a pay site. So there's like a lot of chicks on fucking, uh, Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. And you can get on only fans thing. And that's when you get like the, the porn shit out of them, you know? So he's got like, I guess, accounts on there. And there's screenshots of him talking to the chicks on there where he's clearly, like, beating off, telling her, you know, she he's almost finished and this and that. And says, uh, you know, what if the kid walks in and and uh, she says something like, oh, I'll just uh, have to say that, you know, we're only wrestling. And he's like, you're going to let him watch me finish inside you? Like, just real fucking, oh, my God, just real creepy shit. And then asking her about, you know, you ever, you ever watch animal porn? Like, like just, and, and this is with several girls and it's seemingly like the trend with him. And supposedly there was another story of him actually pulling it up on his phone, like that type of videos on his phone while he was with a girl. Um, Just, just a lot of accusations like this. And the thing is, is like my number one um, proof of guilt in this whole situation is like Chikara removed him from the website, all this shit. Like he's being unbooked from everything. This is, this is coming down fucking heavy and he's saying nothing. I I don't, you know, dude, there's no way motherfuckers would come out talking about some fucking child and animal porn shit. I'm into this and this without me fucking screaming from the fucking rooftop and fucking seeing what kind of charges I can file against some motherfucker if they're lying on me. You know what I mean? But denying that shit right off the fucking gate is, is high on my list. Uh, there's no way I'm going to sit back while everybody's throwing me to the fucking wolves and going like, this is the shit the dude's into. This is the shit. That... And you're just sitting there quietly allowing that shit to happen while you're fucking, your whole reputation gets fucking thrown into some real dirty shit. Uh, so to me, it, it's completely scumbag behavior. Um, like I said, a lot of these motherfuckers are just damaged human beings. And, and I just like, I know that it goes on a lot in the world just overall, but like, I, it's just, it's so widespread within wrestling, you know, cause now this is, this is like that, um, that in between area, you know, with, uh, 
with me watching wrestling. Half of these guys are guys who are probably too old to be running around on the fucking independent scene doing this type of thing. And then, you know, they're hanging out. The people they're hanging out with are a lot of these new kids that are coming up in the business and they're fucking 17, 18 years old. And then like the kids that are fucking coming to see these guys and, and, and it's just such a weird mix of people. You know, between the young ass kids and then the, the people who are just kind of like hanging around, and then the creepy motherfuckers like DJ Hyde and fucking Maven and all that, and and they're just fucking hanging around like watching these girls and like just just weird shit. And, and that's another thing. Maven Maven posted some shit last week, and I think it was prior to this Rory stuff coming out. Um, because I guess there's other people around doing shit too referees and whatever else but um so he he had posted some shit like yeah like i'm snitching on everybody i'm exposing everybody a pedophile this and this and this so you know who i haven't seen a fucking single thing about this rory thing since it dropped oh oh maven hasn't said a fucking word so maven like this, this is why maven's just a clown to me because he posts some wild shit like that. Like, I'm exposing anybody. I, I, I draw a line at this. I don't give a fuck. Like, if I don't catch you in person first, I'm going to make sure the world knows and this and that. So then, like, Nick Burke pops up and is like, who are you talking about? He's like, oh, I'll DM you. So what the fuck? You're not exposing a goddamn thing. You're exposing yourself as somebody who's not really about what you're talking about. At all. This guy had a heavy fucking role in a company that you fucking, you partially run. And you're not coming out ahead of this shit? Especially with a guy who is making a statement about, I'm coming out ahead of this shit? That, that's just wild, man. I just, you know, people just like to talk big fucking game. That's the thing, like, I keep getting painted like a fucking jerk off from a lot of people. But I'm the one motherfucker that'll open my mouth. You you won't even believe, like, the amount of people that just fucking hit me up messages when, like, people I never talk to. But as soon as some shit like this happens, I just start getting fucking messages. And it's like, oh, wow. Uh, why? Because I'm the motherfucker that'll open my mouth. Where other people will be like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm friends with this guy and that guy. I don't want to say anything. But, nah, fuck that, man. Some dirty bullshit going on. Just dirtbag shit. And like I said... I knew Rory. I was cool with Rory. I ain't cool with motherfuckers when they do this type of shit. It's gross. It's disgusting. I have three daughters. I don't want any fucking part of anybody that, that does this type of shit, that, that even thinks this way. You know what I mean? That's a shame. But fuck them, man. That's the life they chose. The life I chose is dedication to my animals and my kids. So beyond that, I don't give a fuck. You, you, you take another path in life that, that contradicts everything I'm about, then I don't give a fuck about... Lo there's no loyalty. Loyal to my animals and my kids, and that's it. I don't give a fuck, man. That, that That's just... You, you can't... You just... You, you can't fucking waver in your, your morals. You just can't. And there's too much of that. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into the fucking piece of shit Necro Butcher a little bit later uh, when I get into that show. Um, 
So yeah, what what else do I got? Cause I mean, I, that that's pretty much the summary of it. Yeah, you can go online and find all the screenshots and shit. I'm not about to read a bunch of creep ass fucking screenshots off on this show. There's no fucking point in it. That there's the, I I don't gain anything from from reading all this this creepy ass shit. You know what I mean, so uh, yeah. Um, uh, Penelope and and Joey. I guess they did some kind of Joey Janela and uh, Penelope Ford. She, they're doing um, some kind of, I guess, angle in AEW. I don't watch AEW or really much of any wrestling. But I guess they did some angle where she low-blowed him or something. And then uh, the Twitter war kind of started where she's saying, uh, you know... Uh, He's saying, oh, well, if you you wanted to touch it again, all you had to do was ask. And, you know, and like they were legitimately together. And now um, she's with this Kip, uh, Kip Sabian guy. And, uh, you know, so then the, the Twitter war starts where he's like, you know, if you want to touch it, da, 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 and then uh, Kip like responds from her Twitter saying like, Oh, she can't come to the phone right now. Her hands and her mouth are full, but like, you know, I hope your mommy cooks you something good for dinner type shit like that. Like, you know, and and then Joey, Joey's, you know, says some shit back. Like, you know, she's not good with her mouth like that. And like, you know, it's just like, it's just on some real like personal level shit. And I mean, for starters, like, the whole thing is silly as hell because there's obvious reality to it. And I, I, you know, I mean, if you go back to that shoot interview that Joey did, all Kip would have to do is really refer back to that and start dropping sound clips off of that. And you'd be like, Oh shit. Like, Joey's looking bad, but this is what this is. is some fucking half a fruit from fucking England or wherever the fuck he's from versus a guy from Jersey. And if we're talking shit talk, my money's on guy from Jersey all day long. So Joey's going to shred this fucking guy every single time if it comes down to a, a battle of words online and shit. Like I said, I, you know, I, I'm a Hall of Fame level shit talker. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You motherfuckers can come at me. I'll bury you. I guarantee fucking to you. Like anyone, anybody who wants some kind of fucking smoke with me to to verbally battle and, and try to throw some fucking uh, some words around, like, you know. I, I don't get a whole lot of that because a lot of motherfuckers know better. Cause I, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't pull punches. I don't, I don't hold words back. I, I, I go for the juggler. I mean, I'm just that's that's the Jersey cat. That's just, you know, that's just what it is. So, the whole thing is kind of silly. I don't know how it comes off well, and um, I wonder what the fucking actual end game of this is because if it is just like a work for the AEW to help heighten whatever angle if Kip goes over in this angle and they continue to push him and then put Joey back in ladder matches and shit like that then man Joey comes out a big fucking loser at this situation because there's a there's reality to that and if you heard the way that he talked in that shoot interview man he he's going home sad after these promos like he's he's typing his shit he's like standing on a computer chair typing his shit or he's He's pacing back and forth, typing that shit on his phone. I, I don't know, man, but I, I just don't think it's a good look overall. It looks crazy, but such is wrestling. Um, let me see. This fucking, uh, this clip. My man Joe Numbers sent me this shit from uh, 
Joe Numbers from the Wrestling Soup sent me this shit. And this is, uh, let me see, where the fuck is it? Marlon Craft uh, is this white, nerdy looking dude. He went on the Funk Flex show, or what the fuck is it called? I don't know what it's called. Um, it, it, you know, the, the, the freestyle shit. He went on there and just fucking shredded his shit for like nine fucking minutes. Like just bars, man. Like on some real, real shit. You look at this dude and it was just like most likely to get stuffed in a locker type dude. And then he just opens the motherfucking gates, man. And he just, he just lays fucking bars down. And you can't deny, if you're denying this dude's talent, then you're just racist. That's like, everybody wants to fucking run around and call everybody a white guy racist when they disagree with somebody. But when it comes down to rap fucking music, if you're going to look at fucking this guy or that guy and just be like, yo, this guy laid bars. Yeah, but he's a white guy. Like then, then you're a fucking racist. So the first thing Flex starts doing is he starts quizzing him. Before he even raps, he starts quizzing him on who came from the Bronx and who came from this and who came from that. And uh, Hell's Kitchen, who came from Hell's Kitchen and 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 what was the origin of this and, and all of this bullshit. Yeah, I mean, because who gives a fuck? He's there to rap, bruh. Like, you wouldn't fucking quiz any other fucking black dude that walked in there to rap. This this is your way of, like, trying to out this dude like he ain't official. So he goes in there, and he fucking rips that shit. And Flex is sitting there all judgmental, like he wants to like it, but he can't really give it up. And he's folding his arms, and he's sitting there, and he's sitting back in his chair, and he's coming up, and he's... And, and um afterwards, the dude's like, you know... Yeah, man, like, I'm just blessed to be here. Thank you so much and everything. You know, I, I've dealt with, like, fucking anxiety my whole life. And or I think he might have even said it in the rhyme. I've dealt with, like, major anxiety and got over, you know, and, and got to this point. So to do this is huge to me. And this motherfucker all condescending after the fucking rap goes, yeah. So so what about this anxiety? Because I don't understand anything about that. What? Why don't you tell me something about this anxiety? What is that? What does that mean? And just like, what the get the fuck out of here. Somebody needs to hit him with a fucking truck. Yeah, I mean, with the fucking Funk Flex logo on the grill. Yeah, I mean, get the fuck out of here. Now, you go and you search that same dude, Marlon Kraft, on fucking Sway. Five Fingers of Death Freestyle. Sway was rocking to that shit. He killed it again. Sway was rocking to that shit. Heather B was up there giving him all the fucking credit in the world after the rap, talking about, yo, like you have serious fucking skill. Like you see the shit that you're doing out there is is real. Like there is some some deep level skill to what he's doing. It's not just a lucky this or that or you know, you got a little bit, oh, you got potential. No, this dude's got major fucking skill, and uh, most of the time, these people that, that do these freestyles and shit, as soon as I hear a song, like, I, I'm not into them at all, and I don't like anything about what they're doing, so I don't think this would be any different. I'm just saying as far as the bars he was putting down on the fucking freestyle, because most, most shit just isn't my type of rap, you know what I mean? Like, I I like that Sean Price fucking, th- th- that raw rap, you know what I mean? So that, that that's my type of shit, but I'm just saying as far as the bars you hear on these freestyles, to me, it's undeniable. He hit some major fucking shit through the whole fucking raps. And um, 
like I said, these cats are giving it the fuck up. They're just like, yo, anybody who slept on this fucking dude for looking the way he looks and this and that, yo, check this month. So it, it, it's a clear difference. And Funk Flex is an absolute racist. He's a fucking piece of absolute shit. And, um, you know, I, I just wanted to put that out there. So, I mean, go go check the kid out. See what I'm talking about. You see the difference in the response from Funk Flex to the way that fucking Sway reacted to this shit. And you you tell me. You tell me that I'm wrong about that because it's just, it's disgusting, man. This dude put way too much work into his shit to have a motherfucker look down on him because he's fucking white. Yeah, I mean, people want to fight fucking hatred. They want to fight racism. They want to fight separation. You got to fight that shit on both sides. You can't pick a fucking side and decide like, yeah, I'm fighting for this, but not that. Well, equality is equality, you know what I mean? If if we're all supposed to be in the same room and, and, and be treated the same with each other, it's not one person owing somebody else something. It's not one person having to prove something to somebody else. It's everybody just being on the same level and recognize real. Skill is skill. Let, let's just go with the fuck is, is put down. And, and, it, and if you hear some shit and you're like, yo, that's dope, you shouldn't have to go like, is that a white dude though? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy as fuck. Like, if you go on a lot of these hip-hop sites and, and, and um, you know, message board or whatever the fuck you want to, and, and have somebody post who's the most under, uh, who's who's an overrated rapper. You know how many people pop up with Eminem, he's trash, Eminem, he's trash. And look, a lot of Eminem's rap is gimmicky, and a lot of the songs aren't for everybody. But if you really, really are able to look at his his lyrical talent and just be like, he's garbage. You, you're fucking, you're on that bullshit, man. You gotta be able to recognize his fucking talent. Otherwise you're on some serious bullshit. It's not about, it's not about fucking his actual ability. Cause you look at the, the I mean, it, he's able to really fucking rap. I mean, it, it, it's, it's undeniable. It, it's been confirmed by countless fucking actual rappers. Like motherfuckers you fuck with, fuck with him. Why is that? You know what I mean, is that just because, just because, and they're wrong? It's just come on, man. I'm not saying anybody needs to be your favorite fucking rapper, or, so, or or you know, there's an issue. But to say somebody's complete trash that's put together a fucking library and a consistent um, ability to shred a motherfucker, especially like Eminem with his fucking his rap battles and stuff, like who who's fucking with him? Uh, he's such trash, but everybody that came up against him looked crazy. So I, I don't know, but that's just just my feelings on that. Because I, I just I saw that shit and was like, wow, this kid's really good. And now I'm just watching the response of Flex and going like, yeah, what the fuck is his problem, man? It's just not right. Um. So yeah, let me see what else. Um. So. Um, where the fuck are my notes? I got other notes here. So Teddy Hart, um, this fucking guy, um, what the fuck is it called? Nightwave Radio is a YouTube podcast that apparently, um, was taking shots at Teddy and playing a thing. And, um, I, I didn't know what the fuck a Nightwave was, but like the one morning I woke up. And, you know, I, I like to check their little YouTube thing, see if I got any videos that maybe sometime during the day I'll try to fit in. 
So, you know, sitting there eating my breakfast, I'll fucking go on the YouTube thing, you know, swipe down so the shit like reloads and see if anything pops up. And I see a five minute video or five, five something or whatever the fuck it was, short video. And it says, um, calling out a loud mouth. What the, what the fuck is this? Calling out a loud mouth pussy or something like that. And I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Cause I'm, I'm about to, yeah, I haven't even hit play on this fucking video yet. And it's gotta be about me. I've been throwing fire at this motherfucker since he started his fucking videos. I, there's, a, there's a fucking mock poster of me fighting this motherfucker. I challenged him to a fucking fight. This motherfucker starts out on this fucking video. And, and, and it's just night wave this, night wave this. I'm like, is he talking to a G.I. Joe character? What the fuck is going on? Like, that sounds like some G.I. like a G.I. Joe figure. Night wave, how dare you? You know, it's like, what the fuck? Yo, is he using, like, code words? But then he starts talking about, oh, I don't know what he looks like and this and that. And I'm just like, well, you know what the fuck I look like because you see me on a poster next to you, motherfucker. Like, and then he keeps going, Nightwave this and Nightwave this and all. And he's addressing all this shit that Nightwave said. And I'm like, yo, like, this motherfucker is straight up avoiding me. This dude is dodging me on some real heavy shit. I, I've had at least four different people send him the fuck, four or five different people send him the fucking poster and say, accept his fucking challenge and why you ducking him and this and that. And they already blocked me, so they know where the fuck I'm at. You know what I mean? So, it's crazy. And to me, it's like he's going for low-hanging fruit. He looks at the, He looks at this dude, he looks at me, and he goes, fucking Nightwave. You know, and now he's calling this fucking guy out. Because he doesn't want to call me out. And he's talking, you know, him and Rhea are talking about, oh, oh, everybody wants to be tough on the internet. Motherfucker, I'm calling you out for a physical altercation in person. This, this is 100% legitimate. You don't want a part of me physically. That, that don't, let's not talk about fucking, oh, everybody's tough over the internet. Come see me. I mean, yo, on some real shit. Like, I, I'm not trying to do no for free fucking fight in the street shit. But make no fucking mistake about it. I'll whoop Teddy's fucking ass. And and if Maria, like, if you hear this or whatever the fuck, and you you can't even fathom that being a reality, look at where the fuck he's at and look where I'm at. Look what I'm doing with my life and what I'm doing with my fucking physicality. And look what that lazy ass bedazzling on the fucking treadmill clown is fucking doing. You know what I mean? Like, don't 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 play yourself. Don't play yourself like that at all. You you on a daily basis debate on whether you're fucking stronger than him. Eh, you debate on a regular basis on whether you can whoop his ass. And then he throws some little fucking ridiculous half punch things to a Phil Collins song in the car and you're like, oh, that, that confirms that it, no way he'd fucking wreck me. Are you out of your goddamn mind? What part of those things do you think would actually hurt a, a human being? Like, it's fucking crazy. And ever since I put up my fucking challenge, these motherfuckers have been running around with a boxing boxing gym beanie on. You can trade that beanie back and forth all the fuck you want. You're dodging the fuck out of me. You want no fucking part of me, Teddy. I'll knock that goddamn beanie off your fucking head. Sparkles will fly out. Yeah, I mean, the fuck out of here.
clown ass Teddy. So the one video, like, he had the fucking cat, and he's got the cat under his arm, and he just keeps fucking forcing this cat to stay with him. The cat wants to leave. The cat's like, get me the fuck out of here. Cat still looks terrible. Eyes are leaking all over the fucking place. Just looks horrendous. Looks absolutely terrible. And he and he's fucking forcing the cat to stay under his arm, and he's going, you have to train them. No, you have to, you know, this is, this, you have to, ter- you have to teach them and train them. You don't, what the fuck are you talking about? Train them to have to stay in your fucking arm? Like, what, what is that? You don't, and, and shout out to Joe Numbers. He, he came up with a good idea and I'm going to do this. And this is independent of um, any Teddy Hart kind of stuff like this, but, but on some real shit, like I have 18 years and counting and may will actually be 19 years. I have 18 years and counting of experience working at an animal shelter. My life is cats. I, I love what I do. This isn't like a gimmick. This isn't a anything. This isn't, you know, I, I'm not in competition with Teddy as far as being a cat person or anything like that. You know, I, I just, I get offended at people who don't do the right thing, you know, because I, I do really care about that. When I, when I'm trying to find the best homes for my cats, if someone walks in on a tenth of the bullshit that Teddy's on, I don't want one of the cats that I've cared for to go home with that person. You know, Teddy's the type of people who were denied in fucking shelters from taking a cat home because they'd rather them stay there under the care of a fucking shelter than some asshole who, who hesitates to get it fucking vet treatment, feeds it shit cat food, and, you know, um, just, just overall, oh, it's going to live most of its time in a car, it, you know, just so much about this. It's just, it's so fucking, yeah, I'm not going to neuter it. I'm going to actually breed it and I'm going to sell the kittens, but I'm going to make sure I take it everywhere with me in public too, because it's also a service cat. It's also a performance cat. So I'm going to probably throw it in the air at an occasional wrestling show in front of like 800 people. You know, and, and it'll, like, run out of the ring because it's really fucking scared sometimes. But, you know, this is just, like, what I feel like I should do because I'm, you know, I'm a really good cat person. We'd be like, we're not approving you, sir. Unfortunately, we don't feel comfortable with putting a cat into your, your care. Like, it just get the fuck out of here, which is what I'd like to tell people sometimes. To get the fuck out of here. You know, it's just not a professional statement. You, you can't, uh. Can't say that type of thing. So anyway, um, he's just he's just a colossal fucking asshole. He's just the worst possible thing that. But anyway, like I was saying, uh, what I am going to do is I'm going to start a YouTube channel and give just my own opinions and um, advice based on my experience not based on research or this and that. My research is experience, and that's, that's you know. And then again, it'll just be based on my views on what I feel is, is best for cats. And um, just going to do some, like, some videos like that and see what I can get going. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, so within the next week, I don't want to guarantee it because I, I do a lot of that shit, especially with my puppet videos, which I have continuously frustrated myself with just not getting out of my own way to get this shit going. Um, I, you know, I work six days a week, you know, and I, I fucking train at the gym as well. 
So between this and that, and then, you know, plus the holidays and just, just everything, I don't know. And I can't even blame the holidays because it's, it's just a matter of like, by the time I get fucking settled and eat and all of these different things, um, it, it's almost bedtime already. And then I got to get up and go to work the next day. And it's like, I start making things bigger than they are. So I start going, well, if I do this then that's going to take up time. And this is, you know, we're meanwhile, if, if I knock some of these little videos out, I could, I could probably accomplish a lot of it. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of talked myself out of it on like whatever nights and then plan to do it another night and then never get around to it. So, but I'm really, really going to strive to just record a bunch of shit and then just put it out little by little. Um, I'll let you guys know when there's a new, uh, YouTube page up for that. And I'll let you know when I update the, um, the puppet page, which will be all hopefully very soon. Um, even if I have to take a week off of this fucking podcast to make sure that I dedicate that time to that or something, but I'll try to do all, I'll do what I can. Um, but yeah, he's just a fucking asshole. So then on another video, um, he's got this match going in with Brian Cage. Now it's been very, very clear that he has a major fucking crush on Brian Cage. If Brian Cage told him to blow him, he would do that shit in a heartbeat. Like that, that would be, like a foregone conclusion that like, yeah, he's, he's doing whatever Brian Gage wants him to do. Um, they're showing him backstage before the match. Like it's a match with him and he's like lacing his fucking like a gauntlets and shit. Like it's just, it's just fucking wild behavior. And, uh, he's just like, you could just, he's just in love. You could see it in his fucking eyes. So now they go into this fucking match and like, Teddy, I just gotta, I just gotta put this like real fucking blunt. Teddy sucks at a, at wrestling. He's not a good wrestler. He he's really, really not. Any thought that Teddy's like some fucking good wrestler is, is a complete fucking just farce. There there is nothing good wrestling about him. To be honest with you, it, it's it's really like he does great spots. He's very good at doing moves. He can't put a match together. That submission shit that he does, that's like whatever, like arm break maneuvers, it looks like a fucking self-defense instruction. That That's what it looks like a self-defense demonstration where like you're standing in front of a class and you're like, and then you grab the arm this way and then you walk around this way. I'm going to need a volunteer. The The opponents look like volunteers. That's what they look like. It doesn't look like a guy fighting him and trying to keep him from doing that. He does these like real slow jerky moves and then does a thing with the arm. And it looks like trash. It's always looked like trash. And he thinks he's some kind of technical wizard. Like his uncle was Bret Hart, but, or is Bret Hart, but he's a fucking terrible fucking wrestler himself. Do you understand? Like, look, I'm not even saying like, yo, submission wrestling is garbage or anything like that. What fucking Alex Shelley would do, what Brian Danielson would do, what Nigel McGuinness would do, what these guys would do and transition from this submission to that submission, Quackenbush, another guy, you know, it might be a weirdo, but you know, another guy, what he would do in his fucking submissions, it would look fluid. It would look like the other guy couldn't do a fucking thing about it. He just had a fucking technical 
expertise and was outcrafting the other guy in the wrestling match they were having. That's the illusion you're supposed to put on. Teddy looks like he's showing people how to do something that would never apply in real life. He was doing, he does it in the match, the same speed and same um, fluid ability, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say with the fluid ability, uh, you know, with the same, um, with, with the same smoothness, the same fucking, uh, it looked exactly the same as when he did it to Maria in Maria's mother's house in the fucking dark in the kitchen as he did to fucking Brian Cage in front of the fucking crowd. The same shit. So then they're in the back after the match and like they're, they're fucking, he's just like, he's telling like, yeah, you're not going to the gym. Like you're skinny as hell. Like what the fuck? Like you, you can't just stop going to the gym. Like what are you doing? And he's giving all his bullshit excuses and they're just like kind of ripping on him. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you're just lazy as fuck and you're not doing anything. But again, you know, there's just not comparisons that, that Teddy could do with me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like this fucking guy. And, uh, I, I just, I don't know. The more I watch this fucking dude, the more I want to punch him in his fucking face. And, uh, I, I'm very, very much not opposed to any of it. But, um, you know, keep calling out other people. Do you have to really search hard to find their fucking podcasts on YouTube and this and that? I've been doing this shit this summer will be fucking 10 years. Um, I've had both you and fucking Maria on my show. You were on it twice. Maria was on it once. I fucking tagged you in every fucking thing. There's posters of me fucking standing next to you. But keep addressing other people because you want no fucking part of me. You know, it'd be one thing, see, this is where you fuck up too, because it'd be one thing if you just took the stance and you were like, I don't address negativity, I'm not going to feed into people who, you know, uh, say negative things online and this and that, and I can go, well, fuck it, you know, um, that's a professional stance to take, and, you know, what am I going to say? But when you start going after Nighthawk or whatever the fuck, then, then, then what's, what, what's your excuse? You're choosing your battles, and you don't want this one, right? Because all of that double talk, fucking rhyming, oh, I'll get my spine aligned. I, I'll fucking annihilate you verbally, physically, however you want it, Teddy. It's fucking, it's not even close to a fucking challenge for me. I'm way too intense on every fucking level for you. You know what I mean? It, it's fucking crazy. Bring your fucking cats to a rescue somewhere and fucking move on. Get a new fucking gimmick. Go pet your fucking beanie boos. Go bedazzle your mother's asshole and go fuck yourself. Leave the animals out of your fucking gimmick, out of your fucking life. You don't need a red panda. You need someone to put you in the fucking ground. That That's what you need. I mean, I'm not I'm not that type of motherfucker, you know what I mean? I, I got way too much of an important life to be, uh, you know, going to that level. I'm not losing my fucking freedom over you. But I will gladly beat the fucking shit out of you for charity. You know, that that's something I would, I would fucking, I would love very much. So, 
Let's get it popping. But at the very least, fucking address my shit because it, it just looks clowny on your end. Yeah, I mean, it just looks fucking. Oh, well, not not that anything you lo- you do looks fucking serious or or uh, masculine. But like the continuous shit talk while you're in the shower with with a fucking chair, you're you're showering with a chair, bro. Yeah, I mean, wearing pajamas everywhere you go and shit. That shit, just there's just nothing cool about this motherfucker, man. And, and the motherfuckers who cheer for this dude, and, and oh yeah, like you inspired me to go to the gym. How? How? How the fuck is that? That it just I don't understand it. Um. Let me see. Oh, I wanted to address this other thing too. Um, Chris Dickinson put up a whole post, and and the whole um, Jordan Oliver versus uh, Blake Christian, Christian got like a whole fucking uh, outrage type thing, and it was basically like they had this sloppy ass like lucha spot in the beginning of their match, and. It got a bunch of heat, and people tweeted at Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette called it trash or whatever the fuck. And, it, and it, you know, it got a lot of heat on both sides. It got a lot of people defending it because, you know, they just want to defend whatever Cornette bashes. It got a lot of people, you know, agreeing it was it was trash. Now, I'll tell you, it's trash. Um, I think Blake is a very talented kid. I think he's got great fucking promise. He does some incredible fucking things. I saw the match with him and uh, Cal the Beast at the one um, uh, GCW show. And right away, I was like, I don't know who the fucking Carrot Top Kid is, but he's fucking good. I I was immediately impressed by his abilities and his innovation and all of those things. Jordan Oliver is fucking horrendous. So, to the Chris Dickinson video, um, he really went out and just defended the whole thing and said that, you know, another one of these stances where, you know, just, just sit there and enjoy it. Like, enjoy it no matter what they're doing, and and if not, then, you know, leave them alone and don't you don't have to bury people. I just, I, I'm not with it. Um, it's entertainment. So, as far as I'm concerned, don't put out an unfinished product. Um, Jordan Oliver absolutely sucks. Um, he's saying that Jordan Oliver does not suck. He, he absolutely sucks. I mean, I, I've watched this kid since, and I know, look, Chris Dickinson is an incredibly talented wrestler. So I know he has very good authority to say that he, you know, this is good and that is good. But in the same token, I'm a fan. I, I get to tell you what entertains me and what doesn't. And just because it doesn't entertain me, doesn't mean it doesn't entertain somebody else. I'm not the be-all, end-all just because I don't agree with it. But believe that if I don't agree with it or if I don't like it, you're going to hear it from me. Because there's no reason why I should have to be silenced and allow this kid to do a half-assed fucking lucha spot and be like, oh, well, at least he tried. He looked like he was having fun. Get the fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I don't give a fuck if he's having fun. Um, Osprey and, uh, Takahashi, I think it was, did some shit at Wrestle Kingdom, and I saw some clips of that. Now that, that is incredible shit. You see some of the sequences they did, it's similar to the sequences that Blake and fucking Jordan Oliver were doing. The difference is, two of them have their shit down and looks crisp as fuck, 
And the other two look like they're fucking practicing. And I say you don't debut unfinished fucking work. You don't take that shit out of the practice fucking stage if it's not ready. You know? You don't, like, get half a song down that you didn't really work out the chorus to or the melody or anything, but you got a couple lyrics and kind of sort of the vibe to it. You don't take that shit in the concert. People go, what the fuck are they doing? They, they just stopped midway, and it looked like they're going over it again. And maybe some people would enjoy that process if you explained, hey, this is what we're doing. We're trying to work out this song, uh, you know, in front of you guys. Or we might even, uh, you know, come up with a new fucking song that becomes a big hit on the radio. And, you know, you'll see the whole building process right in front of you. And maybe some people would be interested if it was presented that way or whatever. But this is, you know, wrestling being presented as this is this match. And when the shit looks like he keeps handing him his arm and, Then they're doing this fucking roll around twisty fucking thing and jumping back and forth. And it's just, it's a really shitty version of things we've all seen better versions of. So to me, I'm, I'm not against the Lucha spots. I'm not against high spots. I'm not against this. I'm not, you know, there's not a lot of like styles of wrestling that I'm just like, fuck that all together. You know, unless the, the, the gay style of wrestling is a style of wrestling, which at this point I think it is. If part of the style of wrestling is like you got to grab this guy's cock or kiss him sometime during the match, and I hate that style of wrestling. I'm not there for that. You know what I mean? It's just not. It's just not for me. Um, you know, like that the Rick Catalato thing, uh, Cataldo thing. Like if that shit happened backstage and they just called it like a Falls Count Anywhere match, it would have been all right because that's what motherfuckers are doing these days. Motherfuckers are just you know, reaching up fucking shorts in the match, and that's just part of the fucking match. No, dude, it's just wrestling. It's not gay, it's wrestling. Yeah, we're just, you know, it's just part of the thing. So if he just said, like, uh, this is a false count anywhere, no DQ match, he could have did that shit in the locker room, motherfuckers would have popped for it when he posted it on the internet. Be like, oh, dude, we missed a big spot. That's how weird shit has gotten. But, look, I understand to a certain extent the defense of it from a guy like Dickinson. Because, look, Dickinson is really fucking good at what he does. He's one of the very few still believable wrestlers in the fucking business. Definitely on the independent scene. And if he's going to choose to still be part of this business, he's got to make it not feel weird. He's got to find a way to justify why this belongs or that belongs. Otherwise, he's just going to keep feeling way the fuck out of place. You know, there was a point, uh, I think it was like a year ago or something, he posted something that said uh, he was like hashtagging, like, cute wrestling must die and shit. And and I think Schlack started sharing that and shit too. But like, what do you think half of this is? This is all that cute wrestling shit. You know, because it's the the suspension of disbelief is fucking far gone. The shit looks like practice. It doesn't look like this is really well thought out or, or done, you know, very accurately. But we're supposed to just go, well, that's good enough. It looks like he's having fun. If that's not cute wrestling, then I don't know what the fuck is. If you're really telling me those guys had a good time, don't bash them. Then, then what? What is that? You know, I, I'm just not into it. 
I want to see ass kicking wrestling. Um, so that that's just me, you know. But um, you know, to each their own. And again, you know, I watched the fucking SAT stuff when they came out, and the, you know, and the Briscoes when they were in their fucking one-on-one matches and stuff like that. And a lot of the shit they were doing back then was more legit than what these guys are doing starting up. So just because you're young and you're starting up doesn't mean you can't do some accurate shit. And of course they were blown spots and things like that. But I'm talking when the whole fucking sequence kind of looks like shit and you're like, eh, that, that was a, I mean, I see what he was going for. I, I don't want this half, half cooked bullshit, man. I'm not, I'm not having it. Um, so yeah, um, Let's let's get into this uh ICW thing I think. Um Shane sent me a uh, link to something. I don't know what it is though. Uh Yeah, I don't know. I can't uh, watch that right now. But um the ICW show. Let me see. I got the uh results right here. So the show starts out and it's uh Tessa Blanchard versus Nick Gage is the first match. Um, I'm just going to tell you, like, preface this right from the start. I hated the whole first half of this show. Hated it. Don't give a fuck about a single part of it. Nick Gage has no credibility anymore. Um, he, he just, you know, he, he comes out, yells a bunch of crazy tough guy. I'm in a gang shit. But you're like, you're the one guy on the card fighting a girl. So, you know, she happens to be one of the most talented women in wrestling. Um, she's really good. But we're talking about no DQ, fist fight, brawl, street, this and that. And then he fucking loses. Like, he, he straight up loses clean to this, to the girl. So, like, you should just be gone for the show. That is not the case. Like, he's still, like, he's still there, you know? Um, Homicide beats Casanova. I, I just don't really care. This is like a brawl and, and you know... Homicide pours, like, bleach on top of a towel on, on his face, like, waterboards him with bleach or you know. So, it is what it is. Um, next up, Alex Colon versus Jimmy Lloyd in a death match. I don't give a fuck about that. I officially don't give a fuck about death match wrestling anymore. And, I, and I'll tell you why, because I put it on Facebook, and I just want to further explain this. People got way too happy to be doing death match wrestling, and it killed it for me. It's over. I don't care. Um, what that means is like everybody got where then the plunder is no longer. Oh fuck. There's no, there's no thought of, I'm not trying to fall into that shit. Motherfuckers will tell you straight up like, yeah, dude, I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh, I'll take that. Everybody's doing the June Kasai cut themselves with fucking glass thing. Uh, you motherfuckers aren't June Kasai. And the reason he stood out and he was he was Jun Kasai, he was different. He was doing things that other people weren't doing. And the amount of abuse that his fucking body took before he even started doing the cut the fucking light tube across the chest and all of that shit. You know, he, he took crazy amount of abuse. He paid his fucking dues. He did all his fucking shit to earn the fucking respect he had. He was covered head to toe in scars like there's not a, a fucking inch of his body that doesn't have a scar on it. And he went through that length to do that, but now the assholes from fucking DJ High to Jimmy Lloyd to fucking this one to that one, everyone's cutting the fucking self with the light tube 
to show everybody, look, I can fucking do the thing. Anyone could do the thing. I can do the fucking thing. So what? That's not... That, that's killing the gimmick. You're fucking ruining the gimmick. So now, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. When you take five things that could be a finish within the first two minutes, okay. You know? When you got fucking Matt Wolf taking light tubes outside of the fucking ring and no-selling them. When you got Chris Grasso taking fucking light tubes outside of the ring at fucking TOD and he's back to match later shooting fucking picks. And, you know, he, then he talks shit on Twitter. Oh, you're fucking, I have to do my job. Like, what, what do you expect me to do? I expect you to make sure that that shit just doesn't happen. Don't participate in any fucking light tube shots unless you plan on disappearing for the show. Because if anyone from a managerial standpoint back in the day, a manager took a wrestling move, you wouldn't see him for the rest of the fucking show. And then they might be out the next show or they might come in on crutches the next show. That sells the fucking violence. This is all part of the fucking game. Maria fucking, uh, just to sidetrack and go back to this fucking genius for a minute. Maria was saying on this last podcast or the last fucking uh, whatever fucking Teddy Maria thing. They were doing some training shit, and she's like, I'm not good at selling. I'm just not good at it. That's just not, I, I'm not good at I'm not good at it at all. So, like, don't get mad, like, if I don't sell in a match with you. Like, I'm just not, it's just not my thing. I'm not good at it. Like, that's such a major part of wrestling. You can't just opt out of selling. Like, yeah, you know, I could pick motherfuckers up and stuff like that, and I could take some punishment. But, yeah, you know, I'm just not into selling. What? The fuck? This is the problem with wrestling now. And it's all just... It's just... I've seen it all before. So now it's like death matches for what? For fucking what? There's no build. No one hates each other. Everyone's hugging after the match. Covered in blood. Motherfuckers are setting up their own fucking demise over and over and over. And it's just like nothing... Nothing matters anymore. And you guys did that. You know, GCW helped along the way with five fucking death matches on one show. Violence for the sake of fucking violence. Yeah, thanks a lot. Don't care now. It's it's fucking stupid, and I don't care. I, I see them walking out with weapons now, and I look away. I had the fucking Patriots game on the fucking TV and, and the show on the computer. And as soon as I saw the death match shit coming out, I just turned towards the TV and looked back once. Heard the fucking song of the fucking finish. Don't give a fuck. Didn't miss it. Wasn't looking for it. Didn't give a fuck. It's just, it's it's dead to me. And it's not the specific person that's in the match anymore. It's not anything. It's just, what are they going to do that I should care about? What are they going to do? You know? Are you, you're going to Irish whip him to the corner. He's going to take that flip bump into the fucking bar wire board or the light tubes or the pane of glass. And we're going to do that five times in the match. And then we're going to take some spot in the middle of the ring on some shit. And then maybe outside of the ring, over the rope, on some shit. Kick out a whole lot. Eventually, you know, it's just, it's just tired. I'm fucking tired of it. There's nothing that stands out that makes me give a fuck about that anymore. Um... So then you go forward, Eric, uh, Eric Ryan, John Wayne Murdoch. Still don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Um, so now, uh, Chris Dickinson was off the show because he had the flu real bad. And uh, 
I'm glad he took the show off because, you know, he was posting a lot about it. He couldn't even get up and everything like that. And, you know, you want to see Killer Cross versus Chris Dickinson 100%. You want to see these guys fucking never better one-on-one all out. So, um, that was off. I don't know what happened with Eddie Kingston, but he wasn't on the show. He was supposed to wrestle um, Tony Deppin. So, uh, Killer Cross is out there. Out comes Tony Deppin. Or, I think Tony Deppin came out first. Tony Deppin comes out first. This motherfucker has jean shorts that are cut off high enough where the pockets are coming out. He's got these fucking jorts on. And they're they're cut, like, above where the fucking pocket. Like, the short-ass shorts. And um, he's playing this heel shit up heavy. He's being, like, the arrogant fucking dickhead. Killer Cross comes out looking like a fucking monster. And uh, he's he's just being disrespectfully spit at him and shit. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, Killer Cross is going to kill him. But you know what Deppin's capable of. You've seen him square off with Dickinson and all that. So you know, like, he could fucking go. And I love this fucking match. It was Killer Cross being 100% dominant and, and Deppin getting some offense in. And just being like a dick along the way, and Killer Cross having none of it. He's an absolute beast. He's another Chris Dickinson. Um, you know, he's got that loose cannon kind of personality. He's fucking legit badass, super fucking strong. Um, did great fucking guy. As far as uh, a guy to contribute to the show, I think this is one of the top guys you could bring on. Um, so. Next up, you got Schlack up against the fucking uh, Herbert the pedophile from fucking Family Guy. Or at least it looks like him. It's actually the Necro Butcher. Now, um, this is this is where I come back to you fucking shithead wrestling fans should die in a fire. Because, um, you know, when he comes out and... I mean, straight up, like, everybody should know this was all very public that he beat a fucking woman, like, punched her in the fucking face relentlessly with the kid in the next room, she was in the fetal position on a fucking recliner, and because she spent the money he he was saving for Disney World, he, he punched her in the fucking head over and over, like, you know what I mean, like, it was a tough, crazy bastards match. And that that was, and then he went online, like, she posted the pictures and all of this shit of her face all fucking beat up and said what he did. And he, his defense for that was, yeah, I know I shouldn't have done that, but, like, what would you do, you know? Like, that I really needed that money for the Disney, like, that, 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 like, there was no, like, nah, I didn't do that, or no, you know. Oh man, like I, I, I'm so fucking sorry. You know, I overreacted. I'm gonna get some fucking help. There's, no, there was none of that, and I heard it wasn't an isolated incident, but you know, the one that was documented and reported on the internet was that one, and it was pretty fucking brutal when you do the visual of the kid in the next room, and the only reason he stopped hitting her is because he realized the kid was in the next room. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it wasn't a very silent situation with this fucking big hillbilly at the time, big hillbilly fucking punching this woman in the head. I'm sure they were screaming and crying and all of that shit. Um, so, brutal shit, you know what I mean? But if you're going to fucking still clap and mark the fuck out, like the fat slob that's right over in the entrance when you, if you watch the uh, VOD, 
and he's just fucking marking out like his fucking father just returned from war. And like, again, like I don't need that person on the planet. Like, I really hope like something claims that person and every other person that's screaming necro and fucking clapping in the crowd and this and that fucking on half a billion animals died in fucking Australia. And I wish it was just your family instead. You know what I mean? Like if it was every person screaming necro in the crowd and it saved one fucking koala, I would, I would be completely okay with that situation. You know what I mean? Like just kill 150 stupid ass wrestling fans with no morals and just, just leave the koala alive. You know what I mean? That, that's something that I would, uh, I would gladly exchange. People would be like, but people over animals now. I don't, I'm sorry. No. You guys are lucky I don't have any kind of power like a, you know, like a God type of thing. I know that's a far-fetched situation. It was never like, there was never a possibility. I'm not saying like you guys just barely dodged a bullet. I was almost God. I'm just saying that like, you know, if my words actually carried any power, (laughs) motherfucker, there'd be way less people on this planet. Um, yeah, and the animals would have a lot more space. But anyway, um, so out comes this motherfucker, and he is withering away and dying. Um, this guy walks out there looking like an old man that was headed to the pool at the community center and took a wrong turn. He's got basketball shorts on, no fucking shoes, and he's just walking out there like, huh? Where am I? Like, it's just, it's fucking crazy looking. This whole match looks like an old man fighting a gorilla. So if you, like, were able to look inside of the mind of an old man with dementia, and in his brain he was thinking he was fighting a gorilla, this is that, that dementia thought realized in reality. This is... This is his fucking crazed fucking old man while awake dreams brought to reality. Um, Schlack beat the shit out of him. Uh, broke his orbital socket, which is uh, wildly familiar. I uh, definitely, definitely suggested that I, I, I wanted that to happen to Schlack in November. And, uh, I don't want to take any credit for that because uh, Schlack did everything he did. But, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, uh, that was pretty fucking uh, specific. And uh, that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, good good on that. Uh, fuck him. Uh, fuck everybody who supports him. Uh, just, I have no fucking love for anything that that fucking guy does. Um if you want to see an old man get the shit kicked out of him by a gorilla, then then go watch this match. And, uh, you know, I love Schlack. He's a great fucking dude. And, uh, you know, this was what you would expect it to be with a withering, dying fucking man. He looks like, I'd imagine death is going to be soon. I, I just imagine. Just, like, roll of the fucking dice. It, it, it can't be more than fucking, like, 18 months away with him looking the way he does. There's no way. Um, next up, Dan Moffers, Mance Warner. This was a fucking banger. This was an awesome fucking match. Um, oh, I forgot to mention after the killer cross match, Nick Gage's music hits. 
And Killer Cross stands there. Nick Gage never comes out, and Killer Cross kind of shrugs, like, "All right, then fuck it." Didn't think so. Like what? I don't. I don't know what the point of that was. I have no idea what what the reasoning for that was. If it was just completely botched. Um. Wow. Um. And you know, Necro with this thing too. Necro uh, supposedly has Hep C. He bleeds immediately. In a crowd full of fucking people. Just, just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, you know, Slack doesn't bleed, so for him it's slightly safer, I guess. But, what the fuck? Um, so Moth Mance Warner, banger, fucking awesome match, you gotta see it. Moth is a fucking animal, and, um... Him going to Ring of Honor is a big fucking deal, man. Um, Ring of Honor hasn't done anything really newsworthy. Um, nothing that really jumped off the page for a long time. They got PCO, which is great. But a guy like Dan Moff, who did so much back in the day. And, you know, uh, I've said it before, but he carried fucking Monster Mac. The whole fucking hit squad w- was him. Monster Mac, sure, he contributed. But if you look at back in the day the hit squad, you look at the way the two of them were built and then just continue to do like photo, uh, you know, progression over the years. You'll see monster Mac changing, not at all. And you'll see Moff continuously getting bigger and more built. And now he's just built like a fucking monster and monster Mac's built the same fucking way. Um, you could tell when he just decided like he, he wanted more, and it was right around that time where he got that solo push, where he started really going uh, all in with the fucking Jersey All-Pro uh, heavyweight title. He was going at um, Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. Um, he was part of the prophecy at the time with uh, Christopher Daniels and all that. And you could tell he just wanted to be his own fucking guy, not just a guy in the tag team. And he kind of just went on a mission from that point out. You know, he's done some tag team stuff, and he's clicked back up with Monster Mac occasionally. But this was the strength of that fucking tag team. And he continuously shows that and still looks absolutely beastly. So, um, and bigger than ever. So, I'm excited to see, you know, what comes out of his Ring of Honor run. Because I, I think they got some shit planned for him over there. And they definitely need more of an identity. So, if he brings some brutality back over there to Ring of Honor and people start chattering, you know... Maybe I'll check out one of their shows. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll tune in to one of their, you know, iPay-Per-View, whatever fuck they do. Um, let me see. So then, uh, last match is Loki versus Masha- Masashi Takeda. Now, this was like a slow build to start. Um, they, they definitely went with like a slow build. They wanted to make, uh, I think overall they wanted to make it more of an epic match. Uh, it, it got stiff for sure. Um, it wasn't just like, you know, low key Kenta or low key Dickinson or anything like that. It didn't have that amount of heat and, uh, you know, brutality behind it overall. I think it definitely had its moments. I enjoyed the match a lot. The finish was absolutely crazy. Uh, Loki took off the fucking uh, karate belt 
and fucking tied up fucking Takeda with it and then just double stomped his back and like landed on his fucking back. Um, so overall, but yeah, like I would definitely recommend checking this show out. They're doing another one in April for the WrestleMania weekend thing. And to kick this off and to announce uh, their first big thing after this, Nick Gage's music hits and he comes out. And again, look, um, just got to sh- the, the the first part of it. I got to shit on before I put this whole thing over. And that's Nick Gage just lost clean to a girl early in the night. He's coming out. After the main event, who the guy just fucking beat another guy, and now he's coming out to show his dominance that I'm gonna fucking I'll fuck you up low key, and it's like uh, okay, but now let me tell you something. In 2020, one of the only things they can book for Nick Gage that I actually want to see is something exactly this. This is low key versus fucking Nick Gage and I hope he takes this couple months and trains his ass off and gets some of that fucking strength back and dominance because you gotta understand low key versus Nick Gage is a match that can never happen there is big animosity between low key and CZW um, there was pretty much a no fly zone of booking Um, Nick Gage kind of in any high role in Jersey all pro for a while. Eventually they brought him in and he was part of the, uh, what the fuck were they called? Like the redneck wrecking crew or some shit like that. And it was like the Briscoes and Gage and Necro and and all of this. So, um, and, and they did some shit for a bit there, but there still weren't going to be any crossing paths or anything about Gage and Loki. They kept these guys far apart. They worked no kind of programs around each other. Um, you know, they just, Loki just did not seem willing to play ball with anything that had to do with CZW or CZW guy. Just wasn't his deal. Wasn't going to happen. These were two worlds completely divided, you know, um, so even this far down the road, a match like low key versus Nick Gage is something that would, you would think would never happen. Both of these guys are like fucking 20 plus years in the business. And this is the first time ever match out of the two of them. So to me, I think it's very fucking epic. I think this is very big. And I hope to God that it lives up to the possible standards, which the bar is set really, really high. Because what Nick Gage has been in the past and what Loki has always been, and, and I've seen a lot of, you know, any of the recent stuff I've seen of Loki, I think, I don't think he's lost a step. Uh, I, I really like to see the willingness to go really fucking far with this match. Like, I, I want to see this match fucking brutal. You know, I don't expect fucking light tubes or any of that kind of crazy shit, but tables all over the fucking place for sure. Some chair spots, that type of thing could definitely happen. Um, you know, ladders, you know, t- just straight up TLC it. You know what I mean? Cause I've seen Loki and some crazy shit like with that, um, Xavier and all of that. Um, but yeah. So I'm actually excited to see that. I think that's a great, great fucking announcement. And, 
Now, what can I tell you? I mean, that's that's um that's a big start to that. So uh, I think might be all I got. The fucking the Niners are going to the fucking uh, well, the Vikings are going to San Francisco to play the Niners. We got Quan Alexander coming back. We got D Ford coming back. We got Chikwaski Tart coming back. That's what's coming back on our defense. Um. I mean, it, there's major, major shit about to go down in San Francisco. And uh, I, I could not be more hyped for this fucking game on Sunday or Saturday. Saturday night, 4.30. Fucking amped. Um, I just telling you, there, there's not a lot of things that could get me more excited entertainment-wise than 49ers football. And 49ers in the fucking playoffs, I, I'm just fucking beyond hyped. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, we'll talk more about that next week for sure. Cause I, I just gotta just fucking just get fucking prepared. It, it, this is like, as soon as the fucking games happened last week, it, yesterday and realized like, okay, this is who we're playing. I'm like, let's, fu- let's get it going right now. I want like that run in shit. Like, let's do it right fucking now. Like lay the fucking shit on the line. Like. Oh man, uh, I'm just hyped. Um, so yeah, I won my fucking parlay yesterday too, like 200 bucks on the uh, playoff games. Um, but yeah, um, trying to think if there's anything else I got. Check out Jeremy over. I got you five stars. Uh, he did a lot of reviewing or uh, recapping, uh, hyping is what I meant to say. The uh, ICW show, I'm sure he's going to do a whole big rundown on it, too. Um, So check that out on his show coming up. And then uh, uh, check out Shaheen, Nuclear Heat Graphics. Doing his thing over there. He was over there at the uh, ICW show, making that fucking money. Um, Hit him up for any commissions, any of that type of thing. Um, Hit up Wrestling Soup, you know. They're doing their thing over there. Um, shows all all week long, and um, you know, always good shit. Uh, False Count Radio, Andrew Carluck, check him out. Uh, check out Eric Williams at the I'm Sad Because JV and Clowny Hit My Guy in the Back of the Head podcast. Um, they will be crying this week. Um, it's a fans bring the tissues podcast. Um, you can check them out and, uh, you know, it's going to be a sad day, but together, you know, they'll get through it and, um, they'll, they'll be singing the, we'll be back next year theme song. Uh, they'll be talking about Eagles flying on the road, which I've always said is a bad idea. You know, you fly on the road, you get hit by a fucking car or maybe Jadavian Clowney in the back of your head. Um, just don't recommend it maybe you should fly in the sky instead of on the road but you know you guys you know you're setting your ways so now you're gone um seahawks go to fucking green bay playing the frozen tundra i i have a feeling that they don't leave fucking green bay winners and uh we beat the ever-loving shit out of green bay during the season i don't know if we get two straight fucking blowouts on them but I do like the fact that, you know, we had a formula to really fucking lay it on them during the season. 
So hopefully we could uh, come out of that one with a a win, and that would put us in the fucking Super Bowl. First things first, Minnesota, Saturday. Let's let's fucking go. Um, And I still think Kansas City is going to fucking knock uh, Baltimore out of the playoffs. This, uh, depending on whether they get past the Texans, because I think the Texans and the Chiefs are, is going to be a close game, but I think the Chiefs are a way, way better match to knock out Baltimore. Baltimore is a mighty team, super powerful, all that shit with fucking uh, Lamar Jackson, but they're also very inexperienced and all things are just falling right for them, and they're going to hit a bump in the road, and I think it's going to come to Kansas City, so... Well, at Baltimore with Kansas City. That's what I mean. AFC Championship game. So, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got, I think. Um, like I said, keep, keep hitting Teddy up. Tell him to go fuck himself. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, I think that that's about all I got for this week. And I'll uh, see what I got for next week. Let me up with topics and shit like this. I don't know. I might have missed something, but I don't really give a fuck. So, um, I'll talk to y'all motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Juicer Chick Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.